0: Welcome to this very, very special episode. This is an Expansive Insider sneak peek of my incredible conversation with the wonder from Down Under, Ksenia Moore. We name this thing Your World as a Mirror, and it goes super deep, guys. It's absolutely incredible. So this is the first half. For this and much more, check the show notes for the Expansive Insider link, and that's how you support the show. Sign up, get this and more. Check the new T-shirts, Lizard, Turd, and Thought Ninja. Enjoy the show.
1: Was um, affecting you energetically. Did you did you notice anything?
0: First one sucked Um, ass. First one was really rough. That was an indicator that things were about to get really awesome. Is how I like to say that.
1: (laughs) Well, that's what they say. Always darkest before the dawn. So yes.
0: Yes, ma'am. And so this last one, though, on the eighth, uh, the blood moon. uh, That was awesome. Absolutely awesome. Did you go and have a look at it? I didn't. No.
1: Um. That's not a bad thing. That's the, my jury is out about that. About didn't people used to eclipses? hide
0: hide from eclipses and, and a king would take over? You told me this. They would have a standing yeah, king right. and then kill him after. Yeah,
1: they did. They um and it wasn't considered auspicious to view an eclipse. But whether they were acting on superstition or whether there was something energetic about that, I I I can't really say. This was ancient Babylon where they used to do this, um and of course in ancient Babylon they had all these activities like. You know, looking at entrails and making divination forecasts from you know entrails and things like that. So we don't really do that these days. Funnily enough, but um, but you know, uh, so I wonder if it was perhaps a, just a suspicion thing. But there's part of me that's like I don't know, as above, so below, and you know, maybe there's something in it. So I, yeah, for me, it wasn't a big deal about not seeing it because. We had cloud cover, so I couldn't see it anyway, <laughs> even yeah, if I right? wanted to. Yeah, um, Actually, it's interesting because that sort of thing, the weather in your part of the world when a significant event like that occurs will also, in ancient Babylon, it also tied into their forecasting. Oh, well, there was cloud over the eclipse, uh, so yeah. we couldn't see it. So that means that the effects are going to be muted or something like that. You know? Um, And I'm not saying that's what their their forecast was. I'm just pulling that one off the top of my head. But they used the conditions in your part of the world and the visibility and all that sort of thing to determine their, their forecasting, you know, was there a, a a light breeze? Was there a heavy wind? Was there dew on the ground? Was there, you know, and they looked at all that stuff. So it was it was pretty full on their um the length of, you know, or well, the depth of their interpretation. But I'm just looking at your chart now. Um and so it was at 16 degrees. Okay. So Last time we talked,
0: I think you said it wasn't going to be bad. Like it was going to be fine because the first one was rough, which I told you about. And that was rough. I released a lot and it it was great. I needed it, obviously.
1: Yeah. No, this uh, one is fine. It was
0: great. Yeah. I feel, I feel wonderful.
1: Good. So it's interesting.
0: Are you feeling that as well? It's kind of just chill. This one's just chill.
1: Yeah. Yeah. A lot more. It was really manic, the first one. And it was so interesting for me. It was, um, kind of odd actually yeah. from an astrological point of view how it affected me. I um, got a just a casual job at a boutique just because yeah. I need to get out and connect with people. And it was squaring my son. And the son for me, or well, for everybody, sun son has connections to career, but it also for me is in the sixth house of daily work and what you do to pay the bills. So, it was funny that there was this difficult angle to my son that occurred, um, but it brought a blessing, you know, like uh, I got a job, you know, I I felt compelled to apply for a job and I got it practically the next day. So that was really nice. uh, or, or I hope it will be nice. We'll see how we go. Um, you should give me some tips. I've never yeah. done anything in sales before oh, I apart got from stuff on my website.
0: <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, it's, sales is so easy. You know, these people have all these like hacks and tricks and I know all those too. I just don't implement them. Uh, sales is for me. And this is why I was so successful at a salesman. What you see here is what would show up and say, hey, are you interested in checking this thing out? And that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not pushy. I'm not, um, like, I'm not salacious on the show. So I don't, I didn't also do this in sales. Like, I've been basically the same person for a really long time. Like, just, just, just hey, how you doing? Like, just be yeah. you, Cassandra. Authentic. It's, yeah. <coughs> you know, how you can think about this too is there was a poll done. Or I saw a video talking about a poll that was allegedly done uh, that said it stated it was about content creators. And it said, you know, it asked the audience, it said, hey, if you're, if we were to take the host away and post the exact same content, would you still watch this? And 90% said no. And the reason is, is because it's you, you're what they're into, you know, and the fact that you're into something makes you way more appealing because you're passionate about that thing. And so it comes from like a cool place that's so attractive because it's so you. And what I think that we're moving into right now is this age of authenticity, this like desire for people just to see people being people. This is why TikTok is so damn successful. It's because it's just people being people and being them authentic, their authentic selves rather. And so this is this is really what I feel about this this time shift and all the, all of these waves or whatever. But it, how it, how it affects you lately, has been what's been so interesting.
1: You were saying um, about people being attracted to your energy, and that's why they watch, you know, it's a, you, a YouTube yeah, you're, channel you're, or an Insta or TikTok or something. Same with
0: and sales, and it's so
1: true. When I when I started I don't know if you caught this before uh, cut out uh, but when I started doing a, a YouTube astrology I was like well why would anyone want to watch me when every other astrologer is talking about the same energetic influences that are happening each week because we're all interpreting the same thing and I was like oh this is you know why would I do this and then I was like no no because I went I know myself I'm attracted to certain people online to watch and to to you know Tap into their energy and their their knowledge and what have you. And um, some people I'm not attracted to watching, you know. And yet they've got huge followings, but I haven't got any time for them at all. You know, they're not my type of resonance and or energy. And so I thought, well, that's it. There's going to there's more than enough for everybody out there, you know. And not everybody's going to like what I've got, you know, to present or how I present. But there's going to be plenty of people who do. So I might as well put myself out there for and what I've got to say about astrology each week for them. Um, and not worry about the people who are not attracted to my energy, you know. So I I love what you're saying there. There is, well, it's, it um, has always been in the back of my mind there's there's more than enough for everybody to have a share of the pie, so All to speak. Of it.
0: That's the biggest psyop. Scarcity in my mind is the biggest psyop that the fact that there's no enough for everybody else, bullshit. There's so much here. There's so much Mm. here. There's so much love here. And that trumps all, right? And so, yeah, yeah, the scarcity one's like the oldest psyop to me. That's like the oldest thing. Yeah.
1: Absolutely, it is. Yeah. And don't they love to push it as well? This sort of poverty, you know, oh, you've got to strive. You've got to step all over everybody else because, you know, scramble, scramble, scramble. But I just, I hate that. I really hate that approach to life because it, it's not happiness, it's not joy, it's not fulfilling, it's not uplifting for anyone, it's actually creating more of this fear and energy on the planet that's just so detrimental.
0: You've nailed it. That's why That's why it exists, you know, is because there's – I really have looked at this, you know, this energy – every time I look at this energetically, you know, as a place of energy, then it always funnels back to that point. Like it always – you can kind of go, oh, okay, maybe, and kind of get lost in the narrative, but it's like, and eh, energy. And so, when I mm-hmm. started looking at it, this like attention versus um, – you know, uh, just decision type of a thing, then like your attention's your only your currency here. So every, it's not your money, it's your attention. So that's like the real thing. It's just disguised in money and, um, sex and all this other stuff, whatever. All it is, is like your minutes and moments and energy and expression of interest and curiosity. That's what they're after or they, that's what the experience Mm. is there to facilitate your, uh, desire for. And so whatever you desire energetically is what manifests in your life or what repeats, right? It's what's a mirror to you. It, I think, you know, it's just kind of the way I've been looking at it And so if you look at it this way, then, then you say, okay, well, whenever I change or whatever, then that's, that's what, that's when the expression changes outside of me. And that's when that narrative stops mirroring back to me. Audiences do Mm -hmm. this as well. So I'm so grateful that you pointed that out because your audience is just a mirror to you, right? Like I'm a mirror Mm -hmm. to you, but they're all, they're a mirror to your curiosities, your fascinations, all the cool things and, you know, your childlike sense of wonder, but they're also a mirror to the shadow side of you that needs healing. You know, all of those little Mm -hmm. parts of you that need healing is the dude that puts the shitty comment that, you know, it's like, all right, you know, I was going to
1: say there's always one, but there's more than one. Honestly,
0: (laughs) I don't have that big of an issue. Maybe it's because, you know, the videos aren't in the uh, getting the plays that yours are right now. And I'm fine with that. It'll it's scaling at its own progression. I've got no attachment to what it does. Um, It it could go to zero tomorrow and I'd still put the show out is what I'm saying. So anyway, but but you have a like a law of averages, right? And I've gotten a, a couple of unfortunate things. People express themselves in ways that i was just like ah oh, it was unnecessary you know a conversation would be cool you know what i mean and so that's still though a mirror to you right in this idea and so that's what's attracted to you is parts of you that need to be healed and i've got such a specific example of this it's crazy um and they they just keep coming so it, it's an interesting thing to watch the world uh change Give me a specific
1: example well, it you can't was. Can't leave it hanging there.
0: Oh, I thought I, I was sure I talked about this. I've talked about it a lot, but probably not uh, in a while at least. Okay. So I was on. Okay. So I had a guy on the show named Peter Shampoo. His last name is spelled C H A M P O U X. Okay. And. So, <laughs> Yeah, thanks. Right. And so, and he's a sweetheart Sorry. of a guy. No, he's amazing. Like a sweetheart of a guy. And, but it's pronounced shampoo. And I'm just like, okay. You know what I mean? Um, and it wasn't really covered in the pre interview thing or whatever. So on the interview, I said his name. I pronounced it Shampro or something like that. I got added an R that wasn't even supposed to be in there and stuff just because of like the uh, row phonetic, the R O U X, usually because I'm right yes. next door to Louisiana is like a French thing, like a roux, you know, kind of a thing. And yeah. I don't know, I just peppered that in. And you know, you're like, you know, you get, it's a different thing when you're doing this. Like people think that you're just ah, on the phone with a friend. It's like, no man, I've got notes, you know, there's a flow going, I've got, uh, levels and shit that I'm watching. I want to make sure there, there's a lot to be subconsciously mindful in this that just takes practice of being very mindful of it to get it to where you could still focus on what you're doing and still do it. So there, again, yeah. there's a lot that goes into this that just, the unhealed parts of yourself. don't realize, do they? Yeah, yeah, the unhealed parts of yourself on the internet don't realize, and so they comment about it, right? And so, and I don't want educating along the way with patience and love and grace and compassion, all that good shit. Anyway, oh, Peter, so wonderful. Peter Shampoo, will it be the change, right? Peter Shampoo came on, I mispronounced his name a few times, in the comment, and now, here's another thing about me, I don't delete comments. Like, go nuts, you know, because... Another reason is, is because I do look at it at another as another version of me that is unhealed or looking for attention or wasn't heard enough or couldn't be expressed. So who am I to go through and delete a comment when they're obviously reaching out for some sort of attention or something now? What I'm doing is I'm giving them the place to do it. I'm not going to delete your damn comment. So do whatever you want. Now, I've put that out on the air so people could go fill in whatever the hell they want on that. Now, if enough of them come in, that bumps the algorithm and it's funny to them because now y'all just made me go viral because you hated the shit and that's fine. But what's interesting about it is, is I really look at it like I'm not going to take away this person's voice. Uh, because I don't necessarily care for it, right? Uh, even it's my platform and I have control over it and I don't disagree with that, right? But nobody spewed any absolute like hate or anything where I've had to really look at that as a benchmark and say, okay, there's a boundary, right? That obviously I have. If somebody's like just being ridiculous and you know any of the things that are, are very clear, but not, not things I find uncomfortable, you know what I mean? Just because they're personal or egoic, right? His comment was, Something about, and again, it's still up here. It's on YouTube. Uh, Do you want to find it? Actually, let's just see if we can find it here while we're here.
1: Yeah. I was going to say, while you're looking for it, that is just so gracious of you to have that perspective on it. Um, I, I mean, my perspective as a YouTuber has, I've always prayed every morning that I would the people who can receive my energy will be attracted to me or find me, um, because I want the people who value what I've got to give. You know, yes. I'm not interested in attracting people who just want to hate on me or people who are anti astrology who want to have their little rant or whatever. Um, so I don't, I don't pray or meditate on the idea of just I want twenty thousand subscribers or I want you know to be you know the next Joe Rogan or anything. And you know, I don't. That's okay. not what I'm all about. What I'm about is bringing in the people who can be blessed by what I've got to give. Exactly. So, um yeah, I probably have a bit of a different approach and I don't think either is right or wrong. I love the graciousness of how you, you're approaching your channel that way. But for me, I I mean, I'm a Pisces rising. I'm overly sensitive about everything. <laughs>
0: <Got you.
1: laughs> I, I don't know, Leo Sun, maybe my ego gets involved too, but I I can't if somebody is, you know, like they're religious and they're anti-astrology, I'm going to delete that comment because I, I value my community. I want to protect my community from vigilantes <laughs> and I want to protect my own energy and keep that my YouTube space for, for people who are there for the authenticity of the experience. Like they want my energy and so that's why they're there. And anyone who's not, well, why did you need to comment? Why why leave your hate? I don't want an energy of hate on my channel. So take your hate somewhere else, you know. Um, yeah, that's that's my perspective on it. It's nowhere near as gracious as yours, no, <laughs> but, but it's, it's probably not- coming from my overly sensitive Pisces <laughs> rising. <laughs> and I think both are valid because... This is where I get excited about astrology because you're wired the way you are to express your energy in the world the way you do, and that is okay and fine and beautiful and gracious. Um, and I, because of my astro wiring, I'm wired to go, I can't handle this. And you know what, Brandon? Sorry, I've gone off on a tangent. No, no, but no please. What please. I get really excited about when I see that I have put boundaries in place is Pisces people are not very good at putting boundaries in place and they let others walk all over them and, you know, beat the shit out of them their whole life long. <laughs> and so for me to have gone, uh uh-uh, uh, not taking it, not going to have that hate on my channel, um, that's, that's me doing a really good thing as a Pisces rising person by putting a boundary in place where usually we're not very good at that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah, we're all wired differently and there is a reason for that. And, again, like we were saying, we're all putting our energy out there for people in its different formats, whoever – feels a resonance with that will come to us and whoever doesn't can, you know, go wherever they do find the resonance. Sorry. Yeah. I, I shouldn't Don't. say sorry. I know, but I've gone off on a tangent and you were looking up this comment on YouTube to oh, finish well, your story.
0: I've got it. It's there. It's no problem. I, I like, this is what I like about these conversations. It's flow. Like I've got no like, okay, well now I'm, I'm ready to talk about my thing. No, I, 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 I like this because it's so organic and what you said there was perfect. It makes a lot of sense and the only way that I see it differently is is I didn't see scaling this up which is where it's going. I mean it's inevitable. Scale this scaled up to the empire I see it being, it's unmanageable. You know what I mean? So to me it wasn't worth the trade-off and investment and in time that I have to sit there like I'd much rather be producing dope shit than managing people who just you know need to express in that way. Now what's interesting about this and and I'll I'll say this about the comments as well. You'll get, you know, a bunch of great ones, right? But you'll also have people in those comments that are going to jump on that guy or better yet what my comment section does and this was unbeknownst. This is a telepathic thing I have with the audience. I did not say this or anything. They'll leave it. Nobody likes it cuz we all go in and like each other's stuff and we like the engagement and all that. There's some things Bible verses and stuff that are pretty interesting that um, n- n- get a little preachy to me and that's fine like go for it people who advertise mushrooms or something like that i'm like no you know like um advertise like uh only fans <laughs> and time. stuff but, you know <laughs> uh yeah now but uh <laughs> what's interesting about it is they won't give it any attention which is my desire right and so what you do is is that how i view this mentally how i view this is, is you know you're in a room and this is your comment section on a video for instance and then we do this how many times a year you know release these opportunities for these spaces to be yeah. created for people to Talk about it. How I view somebody like that is walking into a room and just going like, you all fucking suck. (laughs) And everybody- Everybody just kind of, yeah, just <laughs> going, huh. Now, you in the room, of course, you always have the opportunity because we have individualistic expression here that in free will or whatever, allegedly, uh, that you, you've always got the option of people being like, hey, man, fuck you, you know, and then maybe something breaking out, right? And those energies were there. What I like about it is my room just doesn't even look over, doesn't acknowledge it. There's no yeah. likes, there's no dislikes, there's no people talking shit, there's no somebody dogging him, there's no, like, standing up for me because I don't invite the need for... To yeah. be stood up for you know what i mean like i got this let me let me just do it so you guys got this but it's like a, again all of that was articulated just in my observation of it i didn't ask anybody to do that they just did it so but what to what you said like i said i don't disagree with that it. it's desirable what i don't think it is for me is manageable so i just yeah. don't i don't take it on i don't commit energy to that comment section i put a video out not and, and don't even think about it. I'm like, cool, that's out now. Like, great. What's next? You know, I, I move on. And, and yeah. getting held back in a comment section, which I get so few shit comments, like so fucking few that I'm so grateful for this. Like it's unreasonably few, which is awesome. Like I have no complaints whatsoever, but it's because of the position I have on it, I think, is because therefore, because it doesn't affect me, I don't attract yes. it. It's just not there. And you're
1: not giving it any energy or time. Oh, and so, it'll sit yeah. there.
0: What you wanted mm-hmm. to say, young man, is right there, and it'll be there forever. And it, it'll be there blended into all of the praise and all the people who saw it for what I would have rather you have seen it at. But you chose to use this as an opportunity to point out something you found very necessary that's actually something maybe that you're mindful of about yourself, you know, and that you just put out there. And maybe you yeah. phrase it in a way that's not attractive to a populace, but perhaps you don't know how to phrase it any better. Or maybe mm. you're frustrated. Maybe you had a bad day. Maybe you hadn't gotten banged in a, in a while. You know what I mean? Like you never know what people are going <laughs> through. Well, I'm
1: not putting bad comments on people's <laughs> pages. Surely they can manage to, <laughs> to contain themselves. <laughs>
0: oh my god that's great so you know or whatever i don't know maybe they're um you know they lost a toy car in their butt and they are too embarrassed to go to the hospital to get it out it's just been in there for a couple days the condoms like not he's they're they're kind of like questioning if it's going to fail and then if they're going to have some issues so you don't know okay is what i'm trying to say we could, but you don't know so okay here here is the comment right here and let's just do this i'm gonna share screen and we're just going to do this But again, that's just the way that I feel about it. And really, I committed as much, honestly, talking to you about this now is as much as I've thought about it. I just said, you know what? Uh, Here's how I'd like to approach that. And uh, that's how I feel about it. And then I moved on, right? Again, it's like, yes, we released that episode and we're out. And so, um, hang on one second.
1: I love that actually. That's that's hand, handling. I mean, this is a, a, yeah, yeah. a spiritual teaching, isn't it? To handle things lightly, um, you know, and not get to yeah. like, to be more detached and not so embedded. That's a very egoic thing to be embedded into. Oh, they don't like my stuff and that kind of thing. So,
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's you know it it says more. Really, it's just a. I again, I see it as a trap, kind of like what you were saying earlier. It's like all the things. It's like yeah, it's in a it's a. It's a whirlpool and the the event horizon of it, as you're going down the river, you have these whirlpools, you know, the river of life is a metaphor, whatever. You have these whirlpools that, yeah, they look very appealing. They'll get your attention. And then all of a sudden you're, where you're looking is where your boat steers is a good way to kind of think about your attention. So if you don't want to go that direction, don't pay it more than a glance, you know, because then you could still correct course real quick. But if you're staring at something that's very loud and very turbulent and very whatever, now your boat is in it and now you're stuck in it because you don't know. No. And it's it's tricky to get out. Of course, it's not impossible. And once you get to a point at the bottom, you know, like in a river, it'll go bloop and pop you back out. And now you're back on the river and going. And you're like, what the fuck was that? And, you know, the <laughs> whirlpools appear as different things down the line. They're not whirlpools. You know, they're that's how they behave. But they're not, like, viewed that way, right? They're shape-shifting opportunities and options and whatever. And none of it's wrong. It's just that's what that experience offers. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Like to look at it like that has just fucking changed everything to me. Again, it's this funnel of like attention and all of it comes down to you and, and it's yeah. just the way that you see the world. Okay. So again, here's how you spell his name, by the way. Can you see my screen? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, okay.
0: So Peter Shampoo, amazing dude, by the way. I love this man. He wrote a book, uh, a couple of them actually, uh, the guy in matrix, this handsome silver fox right here. And he's yeah. just, he talks about geomancy and all sorts of stuff. So I called him Shampoo maybe twice. Okay. The wrong name. I did say it once right, I think. I don't know. Okay, here's here's the thing in question. I didn't mean to uh, put the name up there. I'm not doing this to call this gentleman out. But uh, as we're talking about it here, anybody listening and watching could have pulled this up on their own because it's there. This was back 10 months ago, by the way. So you can see right here. Uh, there she is. And nobody's liked it. Nobody's disliked it either. So here we go. Okay. So Peter Slavin thought, uh, I think pronouncing a guest name incorrectly over and oh, over that's... large. What? Oh, what'd you say? I, I just missed what you said.
1: Oh, I just groaned because Oh, it's, it's okay. You know it's
0: okay. I really... No, I uh, I'll show you why it's okay in a minute because you're only catching the first part. This is also why I brought this up. This is one of the coolest examples of like mirror to yourself. Number two, uh, and before I continue on with the thing, uh, I knew I mispronounced the dude's name wrong, okay, incorrectly. Now, I f- didn't discover this until the edit process, and then I was like, oh, my God, you fucking guy, and I was really hard on myself, and I felt very bad about it, because what you've been a guest, you're a guest now. My biggest thing is making the guest feel like it's the best damn experience they've ever had and want to come back on, because then the audience will love it, you and I get into it, so I'm very guest forward. I want the guest yes. to be king you queen, and queen and roll. You're roll-out.
1: brilliant at that
0: thank you. Well, it's for, I. it's on purpose. And because I love you all. I, I'm like, dude, you're spending your time to talk to me and you're amazing. So of course I want to make, you know, anyhow. So I was already really in my head about it, really in my head about it. And this is right when the mirror concept of the universe got introduced to me about 10 months ago, like that the universe is a mirror to you, just reflecting back to you. Right. And so I was already kind of like, huh, how's that work and conceptualizing it and all that. And so it was already on the mind. Not only that, when I released the episode, I sent Peter Shampoo, the links and stuff like that. Cause I just do that. Hey, thanks for coming on. Here's the links. Here's the image. If you'd like to repost, whatever. And in there I said, dude, I apologize. I mispronounced your name wrong a few times. And I just sincerely wanted to say I did not do it out of malice. I was uh, very apologetic. I was just in the moment excited to talk to you. All of these things, right? Just poured my heart out. Send. He thanked me in this amazing email. He said, don't worry about it. He goes, my name is spelt weird for, and is not really phonetic in the English language. So this is also why I kind of, you know, there's no excuse for pronouncing a guest name wrong, right? But the other thing, to be fair, by the way, I'd listen to other interviewers interview this guy all of them pronounce it differently. So I had no wow. like real context. Okay. So, and I was very mindful of this because I'm like, how the fuck? Again, and I was so mindful of it because, you know, a person's name, that's them, right? I mean, I pranked you with this whenever you and I got on um, our first chat. <laughs> yeah. And that's a fun story we can tell everybody in a minute. But uh, this this is something that really I was very mindful of. Okay, Is there a person's name, their identity in this reality, whatever. Okay, so here we go. So I was already mindful. I sent him an email. He sent one back saying, dude, don't worry about it. Uh, Wonderful time. My name's hard to pronounce in English anyway. All of it Mm. should have been water under the bridge and then episode released, right? Now, uh, I want to say day that came out. He writes this. I think pronouncing a guest name incorrectly over and over largely negates the laid on thick flattery. Uh, You do an author no favors if listeners are not knowing his name. Okay. Uh, you do an author no favors if listeners are left not knowing his name. It's not uh, as if it's difficult for an American to pronounce correctly, just say shampoo. Now, does this shampoo word would I mean, I get that that's what how it's pronounced, but I was not getting that from this. okay. Mm-hmm. And that's the only defense I will get on myself and the only time I feel like, okay, yes, absolutely. And it said, you'll be close enough. So shampoo. So shampoo isn't even correct. I'll be close enough if I say it that way. And shampoo actually says it himself near the beginning of the interview. And yes, the man did comment on it again in the moment, you know, um, for someone to pick up out of a conversation. It's like uh, Monday morning quarterbacking. Have you ever heard of that?
1: No.
0: So Monday morning quarterbacking has to do with the idea that these guys sit around on Sunday, okay, and watch football, right? And then when their, you know, non-athletic body is sitting there yelling yes. at the TV about what the player should have done, right? Okay, well, that's Monday yes. morning quarterbacking, man. That man, that that quarterback should have just thrown him a M30, mm-hmm. like 30 yards down the line. You just button hook real quick, man. He had this guy running back in the back. And yes, you can see it from a vantage point. That man couldn't. You weren't under the same conditions that man was. You didn't just play an entire game and this last thing and the pressure. Mm-hmm. And again, you don't know if that dude had a toy car in his butt that he was too embarrassed to go see the hospital about <laughs> playing that game. <laughs> or he hadn't you been don't... laid
1: in a while. Or he yes. hadn't been
0: laid in a while. You d- you don't know. <laughs> and so again, this is kind of this idea of like <clears throat> catching that the author that yes Peter Shampoo did say it at the beginning of the interview uh, but I didn't catch it and then therefore repeated exactly like he said it throughout the interview was the point he was making okay so mm. I have um, you know thought a lot about this and what's so interesting about this out that all the you know wonderful comments that everybody had um, amazing interview an incredible guy sent me his books he's a sweetheart of a dude I've got to get him back on he's a fascinating researcher you would love him Geomancy mm, it's about like it ley lines and stuff like that So, out of all of that, and then this. So, I thought a lot about it. Uh, I've gotten zero comments like it since, and it was so specific, which is what really keyed this up in my own mind. Like, it needed to be this specific for the universe to go, hey... Pay attention to this now because this is a real thing. The f- The mechanism, right? The mirror to you. It's something I thought about. I emailed the guy about it. We had already, apologized. he'd already said, don't worry about it. And then the episode came out. But even after the episode was released, I'm sitting here thinking people are listening to me mispronounce this author's name. And it was on my mind. And then I get the mm-hmm. comment. That's the reason it happened. I don't think it happened because this individual was really pissed off about it. I think it happened because I was thinking about it and created it because it was the only thing on my mind. Okay. So now- But
1: then how does that explain his rudeness? Because you and I are both Librans and I can say like to me, this comment is not just addressing the, hey, dude, you mispronounced his name wrong. It it should have been shampoo, just letting you know. Um, It wasn't polite, friendly, supportive like that. It was a full on attack- and that line there that says, um, overly largely uh, negates the laid on thick flattery. I mean that has nothing to do with pronunciation and it's an attack, a personal attack against you. So I'm sure like you would not have generated that energy coming out, but this dude chose to go really low vibrational with that. And to me, that's shit. <laughs> I and wouldn't I can, tolerate it.
0: <laughs> I, I know, darling, and I feel this. I I love your mama, uh, Linus, goddess, you know, warrior goddess energy because I feel this, and you care for me, and and I appreciate this, and you know, I I, I understand where you're coming from with this, and so this is why when I talked about it, I was phrasing it to say that this is the way this person feels. Like it's maybe got nothing to do with me. You know, maybe he just heard it. And it was like. Oh, and all these other podcasts were late that day, you know, and, and he was stuck listening to mine or something. I don't know, you don't know, right? And so, um, but the way that I received it was, is it wasn't about the what was said. It was about the thing as a whole. It's it's as if like think of them like colored boxes, right? If just two colors, awesome and not favorable. Okay, like I didn't take this as an attack. It's just not preferable. Okay, this is just the way this man feels, and that's fine. I have no ego in this. That's fine. If this is the way you interpret the way that I do things, then I need to take this as seriously as I do the brilliant comment. And the, uh, you know, all these other very interesting people, what a fascinating, we'll definitely be taking out Mr. Shampoo's work. Very interesting guest. Um, amazing comment that it goes further on the material. I uh, loved how casual the discussion was with him. Very easy listening, very held back. So these are like the color blue or something. This one's red. And that's how I take mm. it. It's like positive, positive. Okay, maybe not so good. Maybe something that I have in me that I need to pay attention to that's manifesting in my reality is exactly how Mm. I took it. And so therefore it's, I'm not angry at this person. I'm not committing any energy to feeling like, even to the points where I'd prefer that he didn't do it. No, I I prefer people speak out and speak their voices. And if this is how this man man, how it manifests with him, then that's fine. it it got no attention, meaning that if you would like a conversation, I'd love to have one. Or if you want some positive interaction, we can do that. But it's got to come at a certain energy level. And this did not do Mm -hmm. that. And obviously it did that because no one engaged in it. You got no attention. And honestly, if there is like these troll people out there, uh, the only thing they want is attention, right? And so it's just like a independent louche farm and so they just want the attention so if you just don't like it don't negate it what they also want is for you to fight with them and banter because it's like builds this thing and oh I love it and and they're like in the back room while you're like you know jerking on something like that while you're getting all pissed off fingers fierce oh look what I made her look I made her commit some of her energy into getting back at me and banning me and all of this so now that person has entered a piece of your attention that you get right it all comes back to that and they Mm. were able to pull your attention the biggest shot to anybody literally aiming to do that is to give them none of it not in response to negativity leave the damn comment there and talk about it on a show you know something like that is how I've looked at it that's just what's gotten it I have no maliciousness towards this expression of our highest self and the way that this man chose to express himself and this is it now I felt this way before the next thing that I'm gonna show you, because there's still more. Did you wanna say anything else on this? And I uh, again, No, I can't, no,
1: I'm fascinated, continue. I,
0: I can't thank you enough on your your kindness though, because I get this idea of like, uh, oh, you wanna protect, right? And want, we don't wanna see the ones we love hurt, but I can oh. say this, and this will make you feel better, this did not hurt me. This was an mm. eye-opener for me as something I, that was a, something I chose to experience as something I could pay attention to and adjust, yeah. and I've since pivoted it. So this is how I looked at it. So the reason what I want to say, and this is to you, the audience, everybody, because I love you so much for, for being so sweet about it. The reason you're, the reason we act that way is because we're, we don't want to see the person we love hurt. This did not hurt me. So don't feel free to commit no more energy or attention to it in a negative light. Okay. Now this is, um, that was episode 98. Okay. Episode 112. Okay. We're just 14 episodes ahead here. Now, mm-hmm. this is with Stuart Pearce, um, the alchemy of voice. And on this episode, do you know who Stuart Pierce is? He's amazing. Have you ever heard of him? No. Oh, he's awesome. He's a he? master of voice here. Let me play a little bit, see if he's talking and I'm not talking. Hang on. Okay. Yeah. Check this dude out. Can you hear this? No of the way that i feel when i'm in the united states oh can you hear that i just happened to be recording yes. in, okay ah uh, i just Armand figured London, something out about my board okay listen um, to this fucking guy's voice but the the nature of the density i've discovered myself in producing the book because it was rejected by the establishment um and vilified by the british press well, he sounds like an announcer on the BBC. say oh I think he great um, okay, the, he's um okay he's called and the, the master of voice because uh, he like taught Shakespeare he uh, hung out with Princess Diana the last two years of her life he was like good friends with her or whatever wrote a best-selling book about her really cool guy He's a lot of fun but he's like theater guy and he has this just incredible fucking voice anyway in this episode I discussed this comment okay and this was 14 episodes later all right? We had talked about it and I talked about this idea of mirroring to you, you know, being a mirror to you. And I had just learned recently or had an example pop up that kind of reaffirmed it, you know, or just made me think about it a little bit more. So, again, beautiful comments. Uh, Almost thousand of you. Everybody's so sweet about it. Authentic, beautiful conversation. Uh, This guy, wow, listened to the podcast, had to come home and see the words come out of him. How awesome. Like wonderful things, right? They, they love yeah, the that's guests a beautiful
1: comment isn't it
0: I know they love the guests uh, how awesome uh, would have commented on your Twitter but you haven't posted this episode yet and I'm I'm not good Brandy thank you for pointing that out I love her uh, okay uh, another dimension of empowerment exposed and offered by the two gentlemen who live with their radiance of all to see hear and learn from Thank You master stir you will never cease to amaze me mr. Thomas Uh uh, you ask brilliant, thought-provoking questions. What a brilliant dialogue! Like,
1: oh, you, I love that, and you do ask brilliant, thought-provoking questions too. Thank You're you, fabulous interviewer.
0: Thank you. I just—it's curiosity, um, but thank you so yes. much for saying that. But all these wonderful you know, things.
1: On Please. that topic, just really briefly, yeah, curiosity no, no. is one of the key. Um, Components. There are, I think, I can't remember how many of the other, might be four or something for um, high vibrational people to be Mm. curious about others and about life and about, so, yeah, sorry, you were going to.
0: No, I could see that because being curious has afforded me the most high vibrational life uh, because it it allows me to have conversations without judgment. That's why the show is so successful.
1: I have Mm. no fucking
0: ego in this. Like, let's talk about your story. Let's do it. Okay. So, after the comment we talked about over here, Mr. Peter Slavin, uh, we come over to episode one twelve. Discussed it in this. Look who pops back up. Fourteen episodes later. Now, one thing I do want to pop up on this, uh, point out on this, is this man's a listener. Okay, he's interacted. I think once or twice. I, I honestly, I don't monitor comments. So really, a lot of those Stuart Pierce comments I was reading for the first time with you, I I don't read them. I just don't. It it it's not on my mind for both sides. Like I'm grateful that that exists, right? It's love, and I love it but I don't pay it attention and the other not attention. I just don't pay any of it attention, right? It's, it's as a whole not a priority for me. I put the episode out and move on to the next thing. Okay. So he writes here uh, 14 episodes later, meaning that he didn't just stop listening after the Peter Shampoo incident yeah. with this, uh, go yeah. off, hate it. He stuck around, heard a few more amazing guests and was able to sit, you know, enjoy this interview as well. Peter Slavin writes nine months later, so a month after, by the way. A lovely interview with a very beautiful soul. I'm writing to apologize from the bottom of my heart for my meaning, for the meaningless comment. For, meanness. The, for the meanness, my apologies. Um, meanness of my comment about the pronunciation of Peter Shampoo's name. Its harshness was a product of my own despair and self doubt. And the comment did not reflect my larger opinion of this podcast and the host's efforts, which I regard as, in many ways, the best in the space. So I'm very glad that in my, my uh, poison was transmuted into a tonic, which is just another sign of the remarkability, even uniquely wonderful qualities the host brings.
1: That's magnificent, isn't it? Wow! And that again—that's graciousness on behalf of um, the commenter here. To like, not many people would be humble enough to say, "Hey, I'm sorry," you know, and this is where I was at. That's um, that's actually truly beautiful. What a great story! <laughs> it is. That's amazing, you know. Uh, and I think it—it it says a lot about this about your listeners, actually. Mm-hmm to be honest. I noticed that one's got four likes. So, you know, a lot of people appreciating that comment too. So
0: in this, yes, actually I'd never, I did not notice that before. So look at this, the comment before, Zero mm-hmm. likes whatsoever. Nobody, nobody mm-hmm. engaged whatsoever. Uh, mm-hmm. This one, the one where this was admitted, this vulnerability, this moment, yes. four likes, like you said. And I even replied to it. I said, you know what? Mm-hmm. Um, you've absolutely rocked my world with both of your comments in the most amazing way. I firstly thank you for this. Uh, you didn't need to write this, and I know how challenging this must have been. But I'm so proud of you, and more grateful than you will ever know. more, more grateful than I will ever be able to articulate. Uh, you have gifted me twice now, brother, and I really mean that. Uh, thank you again for being so amazing, my friend. You know you have a home and a voice here. Anytime you want it, there you go.
1: That is fantastic. Look, I think it's Deepak Chopra who teaches that um, you know we we can we have the choice to be offended or yes. to be flattered, and it's actually our our response is 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 owned by us. It's not somebody else's fault for making a comment in a certain way, we have the power to be uh, how we energetically respond to it, to a statement. And I think, you know, that's kudos to you, Brandon, for being at such a high vibrational level to recognize that, that I can, I have the choice to be offended by this or not. Um, yeah. Yeah that's actually a very inspiring story really. that's what I
0: hope it is it's law of mm. one uh, if it's out here then you can have it too and really what it was was it's it's just a a half second honestly I would say it's the longest I took to really think about it it was like a half second of like this man doesn't maybe get listened to in the circles maybe he just has something to say maybe you know his mom kept telling him that we don't know any of this situation any of it. But I'd like to think that people aren't coming at things from not a place of hurt, if it's something like that, like that first comment. And that hurt, rather than malice, hurt will manifest as malice, right? And it's all boiled down to fear, right, at a level. And so that in my mind, I look at it then as something that you have the opportunity to... Take the easy or the route, the obvious route is what I would say. Um, But to me, it's not easy. It was easiest for me to do this. So honestly, this is the laziest way to go about this, to be honest with you, (laughs) because what were my main motivations? Uh, Because it was too much energy and effort to weed through all the comments, right? I would Mm. prefer to dedicate that to something more uh, that serves Mm. me more is just how I'll put it.
1: Do you know what's beautiful about this? And this is, I think, uh, sort of the premise or the platform that Brene Brown is sort of spruiking her work Uh on, is the power of being vulnerable. Yes. And this guy has made himself vulnerable by, or or, you know, humbly saying, hey, I'm really sorry I was in a dark place. Um, And- That is actually tremendously powerful for him to do that and it's been tremendously empowering for you too. And it comes back to what we were talking about perhaps before this interview began about your desire for authenticity Mm. and how being authentic is really important to you moving forward Um, because – that's being authentic. You know, we, we've been raised to try and put on a perfect facade and a perfect image. And, um, I've got it all together and I'm, you know, life's happening for me. And, you know, and social media has just exacerbated that out of control as well. Like I'm so with it and so together. But it is so beautiful when someone can be honest about where they're at and vulnerable about where they're at. That is a truly attractive energy. Like that comment that Peter, wrote there his apology is a really attractive comment energetically that's got so much beauty in it yes so much beauty in it
0: i love that you pointed this out because now i love that you pointed this out reading the first you just get a feeling you get this like not pity but you get this sense of like that that man just needs somebody to say it's okay you know you're gonna be okay it's gonna work out just somebody to listen to him a place just vent. and Mm. you know by deleting it and getting angry and then pummeling him you know it, it may exacerbate the thing. And maybe the dude ends up killing his family or something. And that's the last straw. You know, you don't know. You don't fucking know. And yeah. so really at its core, it was just like, you know what? It, the only thing it hurt for half a second was my ego. And the only reason it did that was because it was already on my mind. And so therefore, I'm really, really, it was giving me the opportunity to look at it like I created that. I manifested that. And then though, to see it on that interview, you know, 14 episodes later was just like, wow, it was... In the same path, I manifested that too, you know, because I'm wanting, I wish when something like that happens, like somebody cuts me off in traffic, whatever. I don't get pissed off. I wish them consciousness. When something happens with my mother-in-law, I don't get pissed off and roll my eyes. I just wish her consciousness. I really do view people in their highest time lens. And so Peter, whenever he wrote that first one, I was like, you know, man, I wish you consciousness. You know, even though mm-hmm. there wasn't a thumbs up next to it, there was energy sent to the energy that was left on this page. And that's an interesting thing because you can take that and alchemize it. And 14 episodes later, it reemerges in a in a cycle, clean and different, yeah. and new and fresh, and authentic and beautiful. And so you
1: did give him consciousness; like he yeah, became that's aware. What it, Hang on, I was out of line there, so.
0: And then he came Mm -hmm. at it with different energy. And look at the response, the likes. And And I hope people hear this and go and just go find his episode. It's on um, episode 112, is the great, is the comment 90. In fact, I'll link them both in the show notes. I'll just link both of these episodes so you can find it directly. I'm not going to screenshot that shit or anything for now. This may be like a TED talk later. I don't know. (laughs) I think it'd be a good TED talk, you know? And then even better, he like stands up and I give him a car or something. I don't know. A jet maybe a jet Go pack. Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe a jet pack. He can fly in with a jetpack and be like, Yeah, all right, all right. See you. Awesome. I'd love it.
1: I love this topic of authenticity though. And um I just like next year astrologically, Pluto is gonna move into the sign of Aquarius for the first time since the French Revolution, basically. And and the American Revolution. And I might have talked about this with you on other episodes, but when to me, it? I think like my- uh, March is the March. first, okay. hit. so it's going to take two years to move in, into Aquarius. That's okay, we got time. And sorry,
0: we got time. That's okay.
1: Yeah, we do, we do. But I, I'm actually, I'm curious <laughs> because you and I are both curious people. But I'm really, I'm looking forward to it as well because. Aquarius as an energy is a fascinating energy in astrology but it is very tied to uniqueness and um authenticity. It, one it's co-ruled by two planets, Uranus and Saturn. Uranus is the modern ruler and Uranus is all about authentic authenticity. It will not tolerate lack of authenticity. So if you're in a relationship and you're pretending everything's fine, you're putting on this mask that, hey, I'm, you know, really, really good in this relationship, and you get a Uranus transit, Uranus is going to rip that mask off and say, well, come on, you've got to be authentic here. You know it's shit. Um, It's So it's very tied to authenticity and the fact that Pluto is moving into Aquarius, Pluto empowers whatever it touches. It also exposes whatever it touches as well and exposes the, The darkness there. So, I think, you know, we've lived in a society full of Kardashians and full of um, false facades for so long um, that have been so damaging to people being able to be truly authentic and real. I think that whole stuff is going to be ripped away when Pluto moves into Aquarius, the sign um, connected so strongly to authenticity um, and being real. So, I'm excited. And I think this is a- Um, because we're coming up to this. I think this topic is a beautiful lead-in to what's going to be unfolding more and more in humanity, more of this sort of let's just get real. Let's stop pretending that, you know, everything's fine when everything sucks, you know, and I'm going to apologise when I'm nasty and mean because we all have a shadow side Mm -hmm. and we can all do that from time to time. Um, I'm really looking forward to Pluto in Aquarius from that perspective actually.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so interesting uh, that you're saying this cuz this is what I feel it is and this is I mean you can see it in in what's being expressed in the public opinion like I said with TikTok you know that's billions of people that are successful and you know stars getting on that thing to vide for the attention to grab some of the attention that's on there and it's it's so fascinating to me that the most real people i mean their hair all fucked up no makeup like Uh, shit all in the back and they have the biggest followings and they're doing great because they're real. They're them. People crying on camera. People being real, just sharing themselves. And, you know, I used to look at it as oversharing and so I don't. I don't participate in it as now and I know this is like a death sentence for your, oh, you're a a public whatever and you're supposed to put shit (laughs) out all the time. I don't. I You know, maybe it's something that I'll find fun. It's just not something I find fun right now. And so it's not something I want to do. And so therefore I don't do it. I don't care if we're doing just fine. The show's doing fine. I don't like need to boost numbers and shit. It's it's, We're. I'm so grateful. We're not at that point. And and like that, it never really mattered to me anyway. I'm just like, I just do this for me. I happen to record it and put it out for people. That's really how I feel about this. So I have no attachment to it, but it, it seems that uh, this this authenticity that you're talking about. I mean, McKenna was ahead of. It's in the intro for the song for the show, and it's something that I've uh, been really paying a lot of attention to because you can just see it. You can see that the bullshit's the bullshit. The, I've been over the bullshit for a long fucking time. I mean, I knew I was into real things when I didn't like uh, uh, fake boobs. Like I think natural boobs, no matter what size, no matter what you got going. I don't want them fake, you know, it, it, I don't, big doesn't matter. I'd rather have real, you know, whatever that manifests as absolutely. beautiful. I'm sure ladies. there are a lot
1: of women listening who will love hearing you say that because honestly, it's just, who cares? You know, you don't love somebody for the size of their boobs or their dick or whatever, you know, that's not yeah. why you're there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Thank you, continue Moore, for hanging out with me for that incredibly cool conversation. Uh, this and more are over at expandingrealitypodcast.com, guys. Sign up to become an expansive insider. Link in the show notes, and that's how you get access to this full conversation and so much more. Also, check the link down there for the merch store. We have new shirts. Check out the Thought Ninja ching ching and check out the Lizard Turd t-shirt, guys. Those are a lot of fun. So sign up to become an expansive insider. Thank you for your support, and we love the shit out of y'all. We'll see you soon. Y'all be good to one another.